Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments and crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. Tyler, what are you going to be chatting about on this week's episode? Ryan, on this week's episode, we're going to go on a trip together to discover some of the lesser known science experiments funded by reputable organizations that are just going to make you say, what the fuck were they thinking? I'm into it. And snorting caffeine. That's it. More on that later. What about you, Ryan? I'll give it a go. Uh, Tyler, on this week's show, I give my most shocking, shameful admission perhaps ever on the show, and we get to the bottom of NAMLA. So let's get into it. Please don't say the bottom. Have you ever hit a woman? Because I have. <laughs> I need to confer with my lawyer on whether or not to answer this question. Have I ever hit a woman? No. Have I ever punched a woman? I've never punched anybody. Uh, I actually. didn't say punch. I just said, have you ever hit I've a woman? I've never punched a woman, Tyler. It's a, a very quick story, very easy story, very shameful story. I was at a party, group of friends, got very drunk. My friend who was female put her hand up for a high five. I put my entire body into it, really, really slapped the palm. It's not how you high five. Missed, missed her hand entirely, hit her square in the face. Really? Now, one of the most embarrassing moments of my entire life. Do I know this person? I don't think so. Okay. No, this was many years ago. Oh, okay. I yeah, thought yeah. that this happened like for the Super Bowl or something. No, no, um, no, no, no. How did she react? It wasn't how she reacted. She took it like a champ. Yeah. She, she was fine with it. Uh, she loved it. As it a was fact. no, no. She she was you know she 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 just collected herself and and put her hand up. She you know kind of in that I need a moment uh, kind yes. of thing. I got to pick my nose up off the ground. It was all the guys that were there who I who I knew, uh, and they were ready to whoop my ass. They even asked her like, "Do you want us to kick his ass?" Did they know that you did it on accident? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. But but they well, were just cool. they were just very upset with me. Also drunk, I would assume. Also drunk, of sure. course, of course. Drunk people yeah. can't be trusted. So what did you do there? Uh, well, I immediately sank to the floor. Okay, I immediately smart cr- move. Crouched down. I'll kick my own ass. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Just sank in and just tried to become the smallest little speck I possibly could. Almost like prepared, he said speck. Almost like becoming a, a getting ready for a tornado to fly over you. I just put my hands over my head. Okay, and I just covered myself. Yeah, it just rain down upon me your blows. I have brought this on myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? Now that you say that, I have thought of a similar story that I feel comfortable telling. Okay. Do you remember when I went through my red wine phase? Sure. Oh, yeah. We would use, we used to say, Ryan's got some red wine in him. <laughs> it's still said to this day, but I, I'm not drinking it at the same volume. Mm-hmm. I have been a tequila drinker my whole life, uh, which is kind of... It goes along with being like a party boy of some sort. I thought, I'm a grown-up. I am a gentleman. I am a man, and I now need to switch to something more regal. Mm. I'm going to move on over to red wine, and what I did not realize is red wine gets you 
fucked up, bro. Not only that, it can't be regal if you're just downing so much Is of it. Is that a funnel? <laughs> so one Halloween night, I went out with, I think, three bottles of red wine in my trunk. And I drank, I think, all of them. Mm-hmm. And I went over to a friend's house, and his daughter was dressed up as, I forget what it was, but she had like a big giant hammer kind of a thing. Okay. So I took it from her, and I hit her on the head with it, not realizing that the sides were made of wood and it made a giant noise. Oh my God. I (laughs) felt exactly the same way that even in my drunken stupor, I realized that was bad. Yeah. I made a serious mistake. How did she react? I had to kill her. Oh, no, no, no. She, she, she she saw how, uh, for snickered I was. And this, I don't know, maybe 15 year old just felt, Pity for me. And gotcha. she, she oh, like, a 15 year old. Sure. It was oh. Tommy's daughter. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know God. her whole life. So she's like, ah, he's always this drunk. At least, at least the woman that I hit was a woman. She was an adult. <laughs> well, now that you she's know? a grown up, I may go back and finish the job. <laughs> I can't believe you made me tell that story. On Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry We're, about that. We seem to, we seem to woke upon <laughs> uh, women abusers. We're abusers here. <laughs> And we're sorry about that. I am here with my abusive brother, Ryan. Ryan, how are you? I am feeling decent today. How about Good. you, my man? I'm doing all right. Fantastic. All right. Trying to see if we can get through the show without hitting each other. That would be nice. Well, you have male genitalia, so I don't want any of that smoke. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> and I don't have my hammer on me for whatever reason. Well, that uh, that made me deeply sad. Deeply, deeply sad. And it was a truly tragic experience for me. Don't hit women. So let's carry that feeling into the next segment of Depression Index. What if a woman hits you first? You can defend yourself. Sure. What the Depression Index is, is a machine that, I, that we built with our bare hands. So we crank it up to let you know how down we are. No, we are not suggesting you just are hitting women. That, it seems saying, like we're rationalizing I'm it. I'm just saying in this world of equity, in this world of women and men are the same, come and catch these hands. Mm-hmm. Ryan, how are you feeling this week? Uh, This week, I'm doing decent. Our job that we don't talk about is at a very high level right now. I am doing my best to maintain maturity and responsibility. And man, does that take a lot out of me. It really does. It's it's muscles that I haven't flexed a bunch in my life. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Go go ahead. The mental work is so much harder than the physical work for me. Okay. What do you think about that? Like I can, I I don't want to be in physical labor, but... I can carry things around all day long. When you sit me down for paperwork, it just kicks my ass, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, well burying your your thought process into a certain task burns calories the same way that doing a physical uh, exercise or labor does. So yeah, I totally understand that. That's crazy to think about. That is, there's so many implications to what you just said. Mm-hmm. I am going to, for my depression index, for the first time ever, I am going to attempt to complete the thought that I have told on the last two depression indexes. I don't feel like I've totally finished it off and I've been expanding on it in my own mind. These these thought experiments that I do with myself. If you need a bathroom break, now's the time. Yeah, go ahead and get out of here because <laughs> I'm embarrassed for myself. Do you ever think that you see people, even people that you love because of your own subconscious conditioning as threats? Yeah, sure. Without a doubt. Like, you know, that's insecurity that you're right. just describing. I got that. For sure. Yeah, a lot of people do. A lot of us do. And without a doubt, you can go out to a social function or you can go out to maybe you're talking to like a girl that you're that you really, really like. And then your best friend shows up and she starts showing interest in him. And you're like, oh, fuck this guy. Why you know? do I invite this guy <laughs> anywhere? Exactly. Asshole. So, yeah, without a doubt. And, and I think what happens there is you are 
being superficially nice because you are a nice person. I'd like to think of myself as a nice person. Your best friend, he's an asshole. And what happens is you're being superficially nice while having those feelings of panic or discomfort, and that can make you come off as disingenuous. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Yes, agreed. And what I've realized is if in that insecurity and wanting in that moment to moment um, looking for appreciation from everyone, you are, let's say, looking for love from other people, but while not giving love to other people. What do you think about that? Say that one more time. I don't want to, Tyler. Okay. This is my thought process is, and I'm going to tie it up here. And I don't have the energy to really give this what it deserves. So I apologize to all the Haitian army out there. But instead of treating, instead of looking for acceptance from other people while not giving yourself acceptance, you have to give it first. You, If you want love from other people, you have to give them the love first. Yes. And that is the, the I, I'm trying to wrap up this giant traipsing message that Re I've been re telling. Reciprocation is right. what you're looking Instead for. Instead of constantly looking for acceptance from other people, you have to act with acceptance. That That is what you were scared to say? I wasn't scared it's to say totally, it. That's a fact. It that's, a, that's a fact of life. It is, it is news to me. It is, while saying it out loud in those terms, it is something that I it, that did not occur to me easily. All right. All right. Well, welcome to the club. That's Thank fantastic. Thank you so much. I appreciate you not being a dick about it. Mm -hmm. uh, this week, I am at a... What do you think? Oh, I'm going to say like a nine and a half. <laughs> you did see me changing. <laughs> this week, I am at a five, baby. One, two, three, four, five. Responsibility is just not for me, dog. It's just, it's just not. Dick I, joke with your brother. I'm so glad we've come full circle Double with Double O nine and a half yeah, over here. yeah, yeah. yeah. Tyler, now, now, there you go. now you ask me how I'm doing. Yeah. How are you, my boy? Yeah. A little worse for the wear sure, now. I get it. I yeah. get it. Uh, yeah, as we discussed on the pregame, I did my my I had my stand up show on Friday, and it was the highest of highs. Um, you know, unlike alcohol or drugs or which are awesome or they're fun or any of those other things, it was a totally pure and natural high that I was feeling. You know, there was no uh, extreme to it. It was just. I don't know. I, There's I don't, no I, other side of the coin to it. You're, there's yeah. no retribution coming back. No come down, no hangover, no nothing. It was just a really fun experience. And leading up to it, I was terrified and I was scared. And I finally did it. So I, I guess of this very short depression index is here is to pushing through uh, to doing the things that we really want to do, no matter how terrified we are of them, and reaping the benefits of doing so. And may I say, which I've already said on the pregame, which is where Tyler and I warm up, and we put it 30 seconds after the end of the show, mm -hmm. I am always playing the character of being an a-hole on the show, but I will say, I couldn't have been more proud of you. You kicked ass. You controlled the stage. Yeah, I, that's it. Very impressed yeah, by you. Thank you. Thank you so you much. Did great. The, the the progress between the first time I saw you and the second time, hard to explain. Awesome. Thank v you, buddy. Very, very good. Well, uh, this week I will say that I am at a, I'll say a four, Ryan. Spin. One, two, three, yeah. four. I did not go streaking like I promised everyone. That you I did it, nor yeah. did you wear your green cap for was, whatever reason. It was cold in there. It was yeah. very cold. In yeah, there. yeah. Yeah. Was, I was, Double a four and a yeah. half. More like it. <laughs> 
inverted. <laughs> well, Ryan, let's jump right into enough about your wang and let's jump right into a brand new segment that I have. And it's something that we have discussed for a long time over the course of 211 episodes now. Um, from the Milgram experiment to the Stanford prison experiment to the incredibly famous MK Ultra experiment, studies have been done on people with horrifying results throughout this country's history and let's be honest, throughout history in general. For sure. Well, our species loves to experiment on itself for some reason. Thanks yeah. a lot, Mengele. I mean, who else is there? You just don't get the same shrieks of fear from guinea pigs, man. It's just not the same. Well, that means you don't have enough guinea pigs. We need more guinea get pigs. Get more guinea We're pigs. We're going to need more guinea pigs in here. <laughs> well, I thought for this segment, which I am calling for science. Okay, I dig that. Uh, I thought it would be fun to get into three lesser known experiments that were run in the past and the outcome of each. Do you think, do you think the, the common layperson knows what the Milgram experiment is? Well, I was just about to say, uh, just so the audience is caught up, let's quickly tell them a brief summary of the three I just mentioned. Now, Ryan, please describe the Milgram experiment. The mil we, we did it on this show before. Mm -hmm. uh, um, a, what do they call these? What are we calling it? A focus our group? No, uh podcast we did <laughs> you're not being helpful oh sorry we did that on this show before a segment that i actually was very proud of where i walked you through what the milgram experiment was where they were testing somebody's ability to say no to an authority figure mm -hmm. even while they thought they were hurting another person yes yeah it was an electric shock that these people thought they were giving mm -hmm. and they were being told all right push the button on the knob and on the other side of a wall which they could not see the person the, they would start screaming. Right. They thought that they were electrocuting this person. It was almost kind of like a study on, in a in an indirect way, the Nazis, that idea of, I was just following orders. Like, how normal is it for somebody to do something they wouldn't normally do because an authority figure told you to? That's exactly right. Stanley Milgram, he performed this study investigating the willingness of participants to obey authority figures even when instructed to perform actions that conflicted with their personal conscience. Because most people- They're more, their moral baseline. Yeah, most people don't want to hurt other people. But yeah, with everyone instructed by authority figure, some people fuck some people up, apparently. I love hurting people, but I don't like being told what to do. <laughs> so I'm a variable coming from all over the place. Science, you got your next tech subject right we here. We need more <laughs> And then there's also the Stanford Prison Experiment. What's that one? That is where they, this one I think is a little bit more popular, where they assigned certain students to be guards and they assigned certain students to be prisoners. Mm -hmm. And within a couple of days, this thing just went completely haywire. And the guys at the very top of it, his scientific uh, method was all off base, man. Without a doubt. Well, and they wanted to sh focus on the dynamics between those prisoners and the guards. And it had to be ended prematurely due to the extreme psychological distress experienced by the participants. And by the participants, that means the people playing the inmates. Because the people playing the guards took their authority to dangerous levels. And that's the deal right there. When somebody's given authority, what do they do with it? You know what I mean? That's Apparently, why I'm so rude to bus boys. <laughs> you work for me now. Keeps you, keeps you at the top of the, the pyramid. That's exactly you know? right. Yeah, Get your not? tub. And finally, you have MK Ultra, which I'm sure the majority of you have heard of. You it think was, so? I, 
I think MK Ultra because it's been uh, um, discussed in so much pop culture. Even Pineapple Express, that was like how they opened the movie. With well, I guess it was them having them smoke weed. Sure, but MK Ultra was a series of secret and illegal experiments conducted by the CIA, which was they were trying to go after mind control by using LSD. Amongst to, amongst other things, amongst other, yeah, sensory deprivation and psychological torture, um, and they were using people who did not sign up for this experiment. Oh, they were just whatsoever. dosing each other. They were dosing their families. I, it was crazy. Well, it was also people in psychiatric wards that were strapped down to beds who couldn't move, and they were dosing them over months. May I tell you, the only way to trip, the only way to trip, <laughs> is against your against your permission and just strapped to a table. Uh-huh. It yeah. is. It is. You're blowing me up here. Sure. And they had they had TV screens six inches away from their face, just playing crazy images. Could you imagine starting to trip without knowing that you were tripping? Like, could you imagine? I would, I would freak out. You would think that you're dying. Yeah. I mean that that's got to be such a crazy uh, situation. And I believe the foundation for anybody who has anything bad to say about this country, when you think of that as our history, it's hard not to be like. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah, That's without a doubt. really fucked up. Yep. Yeah. Well, the first experiment that we're going to discuss here is NASA wants to talk to dolphins. This Now, is this something that's happening right now, or this is something that's no. been going on for a long time? No, no. This one was back in the early 70s, 60s into the 70s. Where they thought they could turn dolphins into soldiers, right? That too. I'm not sure that this coincides with okay. this uh, program, but a research lab was opened on St. Thomas for this very porpoise. Hey! I <laughs> get that. Now, Margaret Lovett uh, lived on the island and was in her early 20s. And she and and her brother, her stepbrother told her, because she loved animals, and her stepbrother told her, hey, they just opened this new secret laboratory on the other end of the island where they have dolphins. How he knew, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. So she just rode over there. Fuck it. Secret laboratory, no, dolphins. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, this is the 70s. I can do whatever I want. Let's go. Yeah. Well, when she got there, she happened to meet a man by the name of Gregory Bateson. And he was the director of the lab. And she described him when she got there. Director of a NASA uh, a funded science experiment with dolphins. And she says that when she got there, he was just chilling in shorts and open a uh, button down shirt, just, just smoking a cigarette. And he was in charge <laughs> and he was the director. Master Bateson. That is correct. Right? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Porpoise guy. I, did I offend your sensibilities? He didn't offend sorry. me. I didn't realize you were so highbrow. <laughs> You know what? Totally fair. I laugh for you. <laughs> Asshole. That's totally fair. And I regret what I just we did We have to enough you. guinea pigs. Everything's fine. It just everything is back to our dicks. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, that's a fair point. <laughs> now, I, I, I will say this is that the idea of talking to dolphins doesn't seem impossible to me. But they wanted to teach them English, which is tough. Okay, that seems a little bit more impossible. That one's a little tough. Sure. Well, the, the director, he was so impressed by her bravado by just showing up and asking about the dolphins... He brought her in. You're like, come on, come meet the dolphins. Wow. It was a better time. And not only that, uh, she was so good with the dolphins, he gave her a position at the lab. Get out of here. Yeah. What did, does she have any sort of doctoral background? Zero. Okay. She had no science background, no nothing, okay. but she had such good chemistry with the dolphins That's cool. that he was like, come on, be on, you know, you could be on my team. So her infatuation with the position over the years and and with the dolphins themselves grew to such an extent that she started living in the lab with the dolphins six days a week. Okay. 
Getting a little bit weirder. Yeah. Sure. Constantly doing her best to teach them to speak English. And so they noticed. That's interesting. They noticed that the dolphins would actually start to mimic the way that the scientists would speak. So one of them, the director would speak in a low baritone voice. And so the dolphin would make a noise very, very low. And then when she would speak, she has a high pitch. He would be, the dolphins would respond in high pitches. That's which very is interesting. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, dolphins graded in different ways, I believe are in a lot of ways as smart as humans, right? In a lot of ways. Dolphins, without a doubt. elephants. It's just, the thing is, is that you need, I, I would assume the correct vocal, vocal cords, cords exactly. in order to make those noises. They're using different noises and ways to communicate. Mm-hmm. Now, because this is the early 70s, you can't have a science experiment without injecting the test subjects with LSD. I was going to say. Which they did. Who is going to dose this woman? (laughs) So they kept, no, they kept injecting the dolphins with LSD to see what kind of reaction they would have. That is not a good idea. Not cool. No. Now, eventually, the program lost funding. The dolphins were transported to a smaller facility, and the one dolphin that Margaret worked with, her his name was Peter. Um, without Margaret and in worse conditions, Peter committed suicide without her. Yeah. How? Uh, unlike humans, which we can't uh, suffocate ourselves in terms of holding our breath, our brain will eventually force us to breathe. Dolphins, it's a conscious thought. They have to actively force themselves to breathe or else they will just suffocate. Peter took one final breath, sank to the bottom and died. That is heavy, man. Heavy. That is crazy. Heavy. And just to give you a little heads up, the next one's going to be even worse. And then the third one is going to be all wacky so we can end on a good note. This makes me very appreciative of my limbic system. The (laughs) idea that I don't have to constantly think about breathing. And anybody who's out there right now, think about your breathing. (laughs) Kind of fucks you up a little bit, doesn't it? For sure. Sorry about that. Or, Or think about how your tongue never rests comfortably in your mouth. Damn it! (laughs) I blow hole. That's a good one, Tyler. Thank you, buddy. That's pretty good. I think we need to bring back the labs that just let arbitrary people in. It was a better time. In terms of what? What do you mean? I don't know. It's like, hey, I like the cut of your jib. You're a scientist now. You know what I mean? Sure. I just, I like the way that you're, that you're interacting with me. I like the way that you like to hang out with these dolphins. Be a team member. Come on in here. In this secret facility. Yep. And with that, let's go to break. Let's get a stretch in and then we'll come back because I know you want to take me on a ride somewhere in some kind of broken down vehicle, I would imagine. Stretch me, daddy. Oh. Let me tell you about our newest partner, Mint Mobile. With Mint Mobile, you can drop your expensive cell phone plan without having to sacrifice coverage, speed, or data. They're able to provide such an amazing offer by cutting up the middleman and selling to you directly online. Plans start for as little as $15 a month. $15 a month, guys, that is so unbelievably cheap. And making the switch is incredibly easy. Keep your current phone and phone number and activate your plan in minutes. Remember to support those who help us. Just go to trymintmobile.com slash those guys to get started. That's trymintmobile.com slash those guys. Those guys. 
So you called Kim Jong Il your boy. So nobody's allowed to be <laughs> friends with Kim Il Jong or whatever his name is. It's Kim Jong Il. Yeah, like, I I've like, heard it both and ways. Now I'm confusing myself. Yeah. But you called him my boy. What the hell is that? Well, you know what? I have a soft spot in my now. I do. I agree with everything that every one of my friends what they do. Of course not. You hate. I'm rooting for you. Vroom! Kim Il Jong. No, not, Don't say that. No, not what he's doing. He's doing all the bad things. I, I'm rooting for him to pull out of this tailspin. I'm hoping that he can learn from his mistakes. Is that so wrong? Now, now, do I condone his behavior? Weird Absolutely to, not. Weird place to place your flag. Those guys you hate. And we're back. I did not stretch Ryan. <laughs> not true. I did not stretch him. No, Ryan. I did not. Then who the hell was that? <laughs> Tyler, you said it. You said it uh, at the beginning. Uh, you said jalopy. I need you to get into my antique car. Oh boy! And we are going to Oxford, Michigan. Okay. I need you to crank that thing up. All right. Sure. <laughs> Stand in front of it. You know those things were very dangerous because when you crank them up, sometimes they would just jumpstart, run over their drivers. I I can understand that being sort of a engineering flaw. Sure. That that could be an issue. Sure. Tell me if you've heard about this, Tyler. In a landmark case, have you heard of Jennifer Crumbly? No, I do not know who that is. The mother of a teenager who killed four students in an, in a high school shooting in 2021 was found guilty Tuesday on all four counts of involuntary manslaughter. What do you think about that? So in other words, a child went into his high school, killed four kids, the mother in the father soon to be on, on trial has been convicted of the four counts of manslaughter. What do you think about that? That is very tough. Um, it's, I, it sets a real precedent. Without a doubt. I can understand uh, putting somebody in jail because they did not store their firearm correctly. That happened. Yeah. What were they? Or maybe they, in one case, not that long ago, where the parent actively gave their child the firearm. That also happened. In this case? Mm -hmm. Then, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think it's fair because sometimes people just come out as psychopaths. Sure. And no matter what the parent does, no matter how loving they are, sometimes a, a person just is evil. However, if the parent, well, let's say brain chemistry stuff to say the idea of somebody's born evil. Do you believe in that? Macaulay Culkin and the good son. Sure. Like, I, I mean, I don't mean evil. Elijah Wood was so sweet. I don't mean evil in the sense of possessed by a demon, but wanting to do harm for the fun of it. I think that's as close to the definition of evil I agree. when it comes to human beings as you can get. Just enjoying somebody else's pain. Yeah, you know? exactly. But um, so this thing is, I, I tried to look it up because I heard this somewhere and there was text messages that they uncovered where, you know, this kid got in trouble with the gun and all that stuff before he killed anybody. And mm -hmm. she's telling him, hey, you got to be smart and not get caught. Like they were so Far. Oh, I think this is exactly the one that I was thinking. Oh, uh, maybe of. that's what it is. This, yeah, yeah. This happened, you know, a couple years ago, and this just finally the trial just ended. That's fucking wild. Is this the same one? And I hope I'm not stepping on your dick. Is this the same one that when the kid did his, you know, shot up everybody, and they like like got out of town, like they ran, the parents I, ran away. I honestly don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. And and really, the only reason that I bring this up is it's the first time somebody's been charged for the actions of somebody else. In this circumstance, it sets an interesting precedent, and it's hard to convict somebody based off the actions of others, but also on the other side, these school shootings, and I'd like to think that I speak for everyone, 
have got to stop. It's got to stop. This thing that's happening in our country specifically has got to stop. And and I, I don't think that I'm on my own when I have that thought. And the idea of going a little bit deeper and, hey, parents, if you don't police your children in a way that is more poignant, we are going to step in. Now, obviously, this can't be used for everybody, but I think it's a very interesting thing. Definitely. I think if you are um, either directly or, in this case, indirectly um, responsible for an action like this, where you provide the firearm, where you do not either teach them responsibility or you don't lock it up, whatever the case may be, some of the responsibility needs to fall on your shoulders. And you're ignoring red flags left and right, where you, I, hey, listen, as a parent, I understand not wanting to be the bad guy, but when you not wanting to be the bad guy turns into other students losing their lives, yeah, you know, that's it. I I, I gotcha. really ended on a whimper there. Gotcha. But, but yeah, yeah. I I stand behind this. I think that it makes sense to me. Without a doubt. I'm um yeah yeah. I I think and I think doing this will warn others. Where it's like, hey, we're you're not going to get off scot free anymore. If you're indirectly responsible for these kind of things, we're going to come after you. This is putting my neck in a noose, and it's unfortunate that you have to be threatened for you to want to take some sort of action that may save kids lives and we can all see this is not something that's going away on its own oh yeah and that is get in yeah yeah well that is that was fun wasn't it wildly unfortunate simply because we're gonna jump right into the very next experiment on this three-parter okay and it's a doozy what is a doozy a doozy it's just a lot no i understand what it means but Uh, what is a doozy i don't know Okay. I just, within context, I know how to use it. No, you're it. right. Yeah. Doozy or not yeah. doozy? Exactly. That is the question. There we go. And that had nothing to do with your penis this time. Uh, let me work on yeah, it. Sure. Hold on Get back to me. Hold on. Uh, this next one is called The Pit of Despair. That's the name of the experiment? Yes, it is. For science? Yes, it is. Pit, I would not sign up for that <laughs> one. I'm, I'm going to wait this one out. Unfortunately, if you're a monkey, you don't have a choice. Okay. That's worse. Yeah. Now, run by it was run by a psychologist known uh, named Harry Harlow, which for some reason sounds like a, like an evil scientist. Harry Harlow, yeah. it's got the alliteration, yeah. which I love. That's ha- pretty good. Harry Harlow released the the, the germ into the atmosphere, sure. and now we're all dying off. Sure, he was at the very beginning of outbreak. That's right. Now, throughout the overwhelming majority of his career, he was interested in the science of maternal bonding. Okay. He loved the idea of maternal bonding, the idea of once you're born, the way you connected with your parents. That When you say that, it makes me think of like the experiments that they ran in the Nazi and the concentration camps. Kind of, sort of, Ryan. We're going to get to that. Okay. Yeah, we'll I mean, not, work our way up. Not concentration camps, but the idea of that. Yeah. Now, it all changed when his wife died in 1971 from cancer. His wife died while he was in the middle of doing all of these experiments. Well, just just in general, he okay. thro- throughout his professional life, he was all about maternal bonding. I don't know what he was in the middle of okay. at that moment, Understood. but he lost his wife to cancer that, in 1971. That's awful. Fell into, as you can imagine, a deep depression. He got treatment and returned to work, but right when he got back to work, he completely abandoned his life's work into maternal attachment. Gave it up completely. It's very interesting how something that extreme can just change the way that you see the world. Without a doubt. I'm sure there are no consequences to that. Sure, sure. Even his colleagues acknowledge, like, man, he is not the same person anymore. Just his behavior, his detriment, the, the way that he that he carries himself, he has changed as a human being. That It's a deep, deep trauma, I would assume. Absolutely. Now, 
He completely did a 180 when it comes to his work and found interest in isolation and depression. Okay. Maybe it, wanting to understand the feelings that he was having. Sure. Unfortunately, he could have gone about it in a different way. Let's I hear assume. what you got. I'm not a scientist, but I feel like he could have gone about it in a different way. I don't know why you're talking like that. You, I don't know. Did you run out of air there? It was fun to say, and I ran out of air a little bit. <laughs> like, like, a, like a tire uh, with air escaping it. Now, his very first experiment since transitioning was to put monkeys in a cage surrounded by steel walls with a small one-way mirror so he could look in and they could not see out. Not see out. Baby monkeys, I'm sorry. Let, let me take care of the puns I'm here, Tyler. I'm sorry. I just I, want to be part of the group. I let you ride with the porpoise thing, and now you're just stepping all over my dick, dude. I'm sorry. I just want to be part of this. You're, you are. Now, uh, now, baby monkeys were placed in this box almost immediately after birth. Baby monkeys, okay. Okay. I'm now, not, not loving this so far. Four of them. He used 12 monkeys. Four of them were in a box for 30 days. Four of them for six months, and four of them for one year. The ones that were left for 30 days, the, the smallest uh, control group, they were, and I quote, enormous, enormously. You got this. Thank you. We are not editing that and out. I, by well, the way. I can't now that you responded sure, to well, it. I, Tyler just fucked up and you'll all hear it soon. Go on. Enormously disturbed. Nailed it. Thank you. Because they've been separated from their mother at such an early age. And put in isolation. Yeah, of they're, course. They're not with anybody else. You learn so much from your parents when you're a baby. It's a it's a seemingly almost designed to be that way. Yeah. And if you cut these social bonds, you cut the very will to live from social creatures. And and you see people like we we've said so many times between you and me, you want to see somebody who's fucked up, I'll show you somebody whose dad left them. You want to see somebody who is really fucked up? Yeah. I'll show you somebody whose mom left him. Yep. Yeah, without a doubt. Well, the ones... Oh, man, you know, Kat actually called me out recently. Apparently, I say without a doubt constantly. So I'm trying to be mindful of okay. that. Without I a doubt, we'll keep an eye on that. Without a doubt. What about me, Kat? What you got for me? <laughs> something, something penis. Sure. Now, the ones that were isolated for a year barely moved... They were incapable of sexual relations and when placed with other monkeys were badly bullied. They, badly. they were bullied. They were badly now, bullied. Now you had ones that were in there for a month. You had ones that were in there for a year. There was something in between, right? Yeah, there was no result on that. They were just showing the extremes between the shortest amount of time and the longest amount of time. Fun fact, all of them majorly fucked up. Deeply fucked up. Two of them that were left in there for a year were so distraught from their experience, they refused to eat and died from starvation. I told you this was going to be sad. Not not great. This is not great. You know I love monkeys. Yep. And this is where it gets even worse. And we're coming to the end of it, so don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. He felt he hadn't captured the essence of depression yet hmm. in the monkeys. So he developed a, quote, vertical chamber apparatus, Harlow, insisted the guy who runs the experiment he insisted it being called the pit of despair okay he insisted on we this. need to work on your marketing harlow although initially his colleagues said he wanted to call it the dungeon of despair yeah that's what they, and they talked about it you're pushing the envelope buddy <laughs> I, we're gonna have trouble getting funding here now and this is gonna make you sad so i so this is early 70s about 50 years ago these monkeys are thankfully dead they dosed so, him with lsd no uh, no that would have been a kindness that would have been better yeah the chamber uh, in question was a small inverted metal pyramid. Imagine an upside down pyramid. 
Okay. That the monkeys would then be placed at the point at the very bottom. So for the first couple of days, they would try to crawl up the sides or whatever. It's just a very uncomfortable space to live in. And they were put in there in the dark by themselves for a long periods of time. This guy needs to be investigated. I'm a little yeah. worried about Harry Houdini. And here. as you can imagine, the experiment was condemned across the scientific community. It's just torture. It's torture. Yeah. It's torture. And uh, one, I forget his name, but a very prominent scientist at the time even came out and said something along the lines of, uh, you know, what I said earlier, which is Dr. Harlow has done a, uh, you know, a great job of, of showing us that social creatures don't find the will to live when you break their social bonds. Sure. I could have told you that before you, you you killed all these monkeys. Yep. That was the second experiment, Ryan. Well, this has been fun. Yeah. That was, I, I'm really enjoying this. As I was writing this, I didn't realize how sad both of these back-to-back would be. That's okay. Dolphin suicide, monkey suicide. The third one's going to be fun. Though. At least we got a little school shooting in there, so that helped out. I promise a third and fun science experiment is coming right after this break.